And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I am back. Turns out I'm not so good at golfing anymore. Um, so I came back to radio. Sorry, my my dreams of getting on the tour, they they were dashed yesterday. I did I did connect four times really good out of 18 holes. So <laughs> now my short game is really good. So putts and chips and things like that. You know, well, okay, a couple of chips were good. My, my when I was a kid, my mid game, my chipping was very very good. But my short game is great. That's that's the putt butt in me. Um, but thank you for everybody who came out, raised some good money for the food bank uh, yesterday. Got got to enjoy some time. You just heard about the final phase, you know, studio and. Uh, I was actually golfing with them yesterday, so it's always always fun to get out there with uh, with not only not only listeners but also members of the community doing a good thing, and also for businesses who are you know sponsors and things like that of this show and this radio station. It was great to get out there and have fun. So, uh, want to thank Matt Locke for filling in for me yesterday. I know that he had some storms, unfortunately, kind of rolled in and were causing some connection issues. That's not on his end. It's not on our end. It's just that's you know Mother Nature being a jerk, but. Um, appreciate uh, him still stepping up and doing that because that was kind of a last-minute deal. Uh, it was I never get to golf at any of these golf outings, and so this was one of those things where I was requested to be there, uh, and I went, um, was able to finally go. Usually they happen during the show, and we don't do that, but uh, John was kind enough to give me the day off yesterday. But we're back, uh, which means I get to call a lot of people names, and I'm going to do that. We're going to get to that in just a minute. Um, also, something that is coming up, did General Milley commit treason? And when I say treason, I mean real treason. I don't mean I don't like his politics, so it's treason, treason. I mean actual, literal treason. He has been accused of committing treason with China. We'll talk about that in this hour. Uh, we're going to get to taxes as well. We're also, I'm not going to spend a ton on taxes because, again, uh, individual income tax rates, people understand when you start getting into capital gains and the, the pass-through income stuff, people get really confused about it. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, all right? But I will do some stuff on it, just the basics so people kind of understand that uh, if you think that your taxes are going down, they're not. If you think that your taxes are going up, for the vast majority of you in this audience, they will be in some form or another, okay? We'll get to that in just a little bit. Um, we're also going to get into this right now. If you if you turn on your televisions, you'll see this idiot Blinken. He is testifying before the Senate, and he's getting his butt kicked. Mostly because Blinken is a moron. Blinken has been a moron so long. I've had people sending me old videos of people talking about how dumb Blinken is. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Because some of them I've seen, some of them I haven't. So it's nice getting that information. Unfortunately, I have to start the show off with some sad news. One of my favorite people, Norm MacDonald, has passed away. Uh, this is this is a real story. I know that uh, Bongino got word when he was on the air, but he wasn't sure if it was you know if it was a, an internet hoax or if it was accurate. But um, it is confirmed. Norm Macdonald did pass away. He's been battling cancer, which I was not aware of. I didn't I didn't realize that he was battling cancer. He was 61 years old. I was just telling Josh I became a fan of Norm Macdonald when he hosted Weekend Update on SNL. There, by the way, nobody has ever done a better job on Weekend Update than Norm Macdonald. Everybody who's come after him has either been lame or been okay at best. Norm MacDonald was the only one who was great at it. He was just phenomenal at it. Um, and then what I started doing is I started kind of watching some of his stand-up, and I'd watch his interviews, and I noticed that a lot of his humor was going over my head. But every comedian I've ever known says he's the funniest person alive. So I, I had to dive into it a little bit more. So many years ago, I actually did. 
and started picking up the nuance and some of the things that he does. Very cerebral comedy. And just a lot of people don't pick up on it. Um, and just I, I became that much more of a fan of Norm MacDonald then. Um, you know, it later on in life, I ended up finding out that his politics aligned with mine. But other than that, it, it was completely irrelevant. But Norm MacDonald, unfortunately, has passed away at the age of 61 years old. Um, just a, a tremendous, tremendous loss uh, for the world of comedy and entertainment. Just absolutely a phenomenal, phenomenal comedian. And this is that's a true story when I say that, too. I got people on the live stream, rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Uh, I know some people were calling Josh yesterday going, hey, where's the where's the Rumble stream? Well, it's on today. <laughs> it's on today. Rumble.com slash Casey, the host. And if you're not seeing my Facebook posts, I'll explain why today. Okay, some of you have not. Well, all of you have not seen my Facebook posts for some time. I will explain what is going on a little bit later on in the program. Um, but it's a true story. Most of the comedians that that I know uh, that I've interviewed over the years that are nationally recognized. I know a lot of local comedians in, in a couple of different states, but some of the big national names that I've interviewed, they've all said the same thing. Norm MacDonald is the funniest man alive. And it's, if comedians think he's the best, there must be some truth to it, right? And that was one of the reasons I was so compelled to dive into it. So Norm MacDonald, unfortunately, passing away at the age of 61 years old. We're going to miss him. All right. Blinken is testifying in the Senate today. Cue my audio, please, Josh. I want to play this exchange with Senator Rand Paul. Now, for those of you who are not aware, I'm going to do a hashtag told you already. I know we're, we're only a couple of minutes into the show today. Hashtag told you. Did I or did I not, Josh? Did I or did I not tell them that the first airstrike after Afghanistan was BS and the second airstrike was not an ISIS operator? It did, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm right. They not only didn't kill a terrorist, they killed one of our allies and his family with a car full of water. That's what they did. They killed a good guy. So now, I, here's the thing. This, is, this was the rumor the moment the attack happened. It has been confirmed. The last act of Joe Biden in Afghanistan was to commit a war crime. And I don't throw that word around lightly because the left always makes everything war crimes, right? George W. Bush, who suddenly is no longer literally Hitler. We'll get into that later on today if we have time. Everybody loves George W. Bush on the left now. Everybody loves him. Turns out George W. Bush uh, no longer cares well, I, should, I shouldn't say it this way. It turns out that George W. Bush suddenly wants the favor of liberals in America. Where his entire presidency, he didn't really care if they liked him at all because they hated his guts. Many of you, especially you younglings out there, do not remember. What happened to Donald Trump was not new. What happened to Donald Trump is exactly what happened to George W. Bush. The difference is George W. Bush never responded. Trump did, which sent everybody into a foaming, rabid rage. But the way that they treated Trump was the way they treated George W. Bush every single day. And every day of his presidency after 9-11, George W. Bush committed war crimes every single day. Articles of impeachment were entered every single year. 
It was always one of those things that, that we were always discussing. And he never responded to any of it. Never responded to any of it. Now suddenly he's besties with Michelle Obama. Liberals love George W. Bush because he says that right-wing terrorists are now the worst terrorists in the world, which doesn't make any sense if you look at the data, but I digress. Suddenly he's really interested in liberal Democrats liking him. And liberal Democrats are A-OK with forgetting that they called him literally Hitler for his entire presidency and many years after it. It is a prime example of when I tell you the political class versus us, what is happening with George W. Bush right now. But I want to play you this audio because this, this goes into the Blinken situation. Blinken is testifying. Senator Rand Paul has his time. And Senator Rand Paul kind of asks a, a pretty basic question. I want you to listen to this very closely. Let's see if it loads here. Oh, now it's going to play a commercial. That's okay. Hold on. I'm going to skip it. I'm going to skip it. I had paused it right before the show started. Oh, it's going to replay the commercial again. I skipped it. It's going to replay it again. There we go. Here we go. The guy the Biden administration droned, was he an aid worker or an ISIS-K operative? The administration is, of course, reviewing that strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure that a you know full assessment will be will be forthcoming. So you don't know if it was an aid worker or an ISIS K operative. Uh, I can't speak to that, and I can't speak to that in this setting in any event. So you don't know or won't tell us. Uh, I don't. I don't know because we're, we're reviewing it. Well, see, you'd think you'd kind of know before you off somebody with a predator drone whether he's an aid worker or he's an ISIS K. See, the th- Josh, that seemed pretty basic to you. Josh doesn't have any military experience. Rand Paul doesn't have any military experience. Most of you out there listening right now don't have any military experience. Doesn't that seem pretty basic that you would know who the guy was that you're going to drop a bomb on? By the way, it was one of those scissor bombs, too. Isn't it nice that, that Blinken just said, we don't know who it was. We have no idea who it was. Oh, oh. Senator Paul with a very basic question. Don't you think you should have figured that out before you drone the guy to death? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that kind of like be the basic modus, op, modus operandi here? Isn't that how you should do things? Common sense stuff, right? Ident- anybody who has had a concealed carry class knows identify the target, right? Don't shoot until you identify the target. The only person I have ever heard in my life tell you to shoot without identifying the target is, and I'm not kidding, Joe freaking Biden. He's the only guy I've ever heard who said, shoot through a window, shoot through a door, don't identify the target, just shoot him and they'll run away. All you need is a shotgun, just shoot through the door. A guy actually used the Joe Biden defense several years ago because he did just that. He shot through a door, killed somebody. Turns out it's not a defense in the legal system. Who knew? Who knew the vice president of the United States telling you to shoot through a door and you don't need an AR-15. All you need is a shotgun. You just shoot through the door, don't identify the target. It turns out that that is not a justifiable way to shoot somebody. Who knew? Who knew? I mean, besides everybody else. The only guy I've ever heard shoot somebody without identifying the target. And it just so happens that that's the guy in charge now who killed somebody without identifying the target. Huh. Interesting stuff, right? So just a friendly reminder, in all of the awfulness 
that happened in that withdrawal from Afghanistan. Biden's last act in Afghanistan was to kill a friend of ours and his children. And here you have Blinken going, yeah, we, 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 did, we don't actually know who we killed. Oh, well, shouldn't you know that before you drop the bomb on the guy? Yes, yes, you should. The good news is, is that we're sending Afghanistan a ton of money. Hey, didn't I say that we were going to send Afghanistan a ton of aid money too, Josh? Before I, I started my, my PGA golfing career? Didn't I say that? I did say that. Another told you. Wow, we're, we're on a roll here. One segment, two told you. Coming up. 95.3 MNC. Yeah, sabotage. We were just talking about what's happening in California. Sabotage. The stupid hole in the back of the envelope happens to be happening in red counties in California. Not everywhere else. Weird how that's happening, don't you think? Where you can see the answer to the recall ballot questions on the back. But uh, somebody just shared an article with me on the uh, the live stream. It's in the, the news media in California, People's Republic of, they're out there. No, no, no. You have control over how you put your, your uh, ballot back in the envelope or you mail it back. The hole is just there because of how the, the ballots are handled by the machines. And, you know, it, there's nothing nefarious with strategically placing one hole where you could see the answer to the recall ballot initiative as it, it, that's a tremendous convenience. Don't you think that that would be right there? Don't you think? All right, let's, let's do plausible deniability before we get into this aid money sent to Afghanistan and why general Milley may have very well committed treason. Um, let's say that the whole story in California Okay, and for those of you who are relatively new, I've been talking about this off camera for a couple of, of live streams now. In the recall election in California, there's massive amounts of fraud already happening. I should say reports of it, but let's be honest, it's California. Um, when you got your envelope and you got your recall ballot, you fill out, yeah, I want to recall that scumbag Newsom, but you put it back in the ballot. There's a hole strategically placed in the back of the envelope where you can see that you're recalling Gavin Newsom. You can see the answer to the question. And so the news media in California, which obviously most people are like, well, that's problematic. You're not supposed to see how somebody voted uh, before they before they actually count the ballot. Because what if you have, oh, I don't know, an election worker who says, oh, they don't like Gavin Newsom, trash. Oh, they don't like Gavin Newsom, trash. They're okay with Newsom. Oh, we'll count this one over here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get to run to the news media and you go, see, even in Republican counties, Gavin Newsom didn't get recalled. So that's how crazy Larry Elder and these other three Republicans are. So, again, strategically placed. All right, let's just say for the sake of argument that the machines handle the envelopes a certain way and that's why there's a hole there. Okay, It's not in every county. It seems to be predominantly in red counties in California. But let's just say that that's true. Would you or would you not design the ballot around that hole? If you know that hole is going to be there on the envelope, at least in some counties, wouldn't you just design the ballot to go around the hole? So that way the hole now becomes a tool for election workers? This is not hard. This, you don't need to redesign the envelope. You, you just have to design the ballot. And that's just that's a matter of ink placement, which is super simple to do. 
Hey, 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 Josh, you've used printers before, right? Like inkjet printers and stuff. Like, you know, you know how to move things around and print them in different spots on a piece of paper, right? Yeah, yeah. So do government workers. I know that we make fun of government workers a lot, but the one thing that government workers are really good at is how to print useless paperwork. They know where to put all of the ink. They're very good at doing that because they're bureaucrats. So even if the story is plausible that it's just a part of the the machines that handle the envelopes only in these Republican counties that they happen to have that hole which can give away your answer on the recall election. Even if that's a plausible story, all they had to do was change the uh, the ballot around to where the answer for that would show through that hole, which is exactly what's happened. That's why you can see it. Only in Republican counties. Strange. All right, so real quick, we're going to get into this uh, this aid package going to the Taliban, which I told you about. The man who killed bin Laden has some interesting things to say over the weekend. He's now on a no-fly list. Hmm. Funny how things have changed in 20 years. And General Milley has legitimately and credibly been accused of treason. We'll talk about that coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. In the meantime, it is 3.31. Time to check out our Impressed Jewelry Creations creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. want to thank you for joining us. $64 million. $64 million can buy you a lot of used cars at RB Car Company. You go to RB Car Company in either South Bend or Warsaw, let them know that I sent you. RBCarCompany.com. $64 million. That is what we are sending in air quote humanitarian aid to Afghanistan, which means we're sending it to the Taliban. Um, and again, friendly reminder did I or did I not tell you that that was going to happen? Told you. Here's the thing we've done this before, and you know what happened with that money? The Taliban took it and bought weapons with it. They funded terrorism with it. They didn't give it to the people of Afghanistan. <laughs> Did you hear Blinken the other day? He was who expressed his again, Blinken who's getting savaged by the Senate today. Uh, did you hear Blinken express his disappointment that the Taliban did not include women in their government? As if he was like super shocked that they didn't do that. <laughs> this is this is a guy in a senior leadership position in our government, for crying out loud. So, yeah, $64 million in humanitarian aid is going to Afghanistan. Um, and your your taxpayer dollars are, are paying for it. So congratulations to that. I don't really need to spend much more time on that, do I? $64 million. But now I do want to talk about the Navy SEAL uh, who was credited with killing bin Laden. And the reason I want to bring this up, Robert O'Neill is his name. So Robert O'Neill had a very interesting tweet where he said, 20 years after 9-11, the Taliban controls Afghanistan and the man who killed bin Laden is on a no-fly list. I want you to take a moment and I want you to reflect on that tweet. The Navy SEAL who is credited with killing Osama bin Laden is on a no-fly list. Now, why is he on a no-fly list? Because Delta Airlines didn't like the fact that he took his mask off during a flight. This is that cult of mask that we talk about 
routinely. So 20 years, okay, we just had the 20th anniversary of 9-11. 20 years after 9-11, the Taliban control Afghanistan, and the man who killed Osama bin Laden is banned from flying. He's on the same no-fly list as terrorists. So on Friday last week, I told you it, in 20 years, we went from let's roll to it's not about your freedom. In 20 years time. And in 20 years time, we went from taking over Afghanistan to the Taliban. We're in control of it before we were there. They're in control again. And the guy who killed Osama bin Laden or is at least credited with killing Osama bin Laden is on a terror, basically a, a, the same list that we put terror terrorists on, can't fly on an airplane because of a mask, because he won't wear a mask, which doesn't work. That's where we're at. That's the bonkers scenario that our world is. It's almost, it's almost as bad as if, you know, the top general in the country was accused of treason or something, except General Milley has actually been accused of treason. Now, again, I don't say this lightly. And I'm not even saying that he's guilty. I'm just going to give you the story. This is not a, a hyper-politicized accusation of treason where somebody does something you don't like and therefore they're a traitor, they're treasonous, and, and that sort of thing. I'm talking about an actual accusation of treason here. The left loves playing the treason game all the time. A lot of times people on the right do it too. We've heard it a lot since Afghanistan. But there's an actual accusation of treason here with General Milley and China. Not Afghanistan. It has nothing to do with Afghanistan. This goes back to the Trump administration where General Milley may have committed an act of treason with the Chinese government. We'll talk about that coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Does OnlyFans have live streaming? Can you find out for me if they have live streaming? Because I'm, I may need to follow through with that OnlyFans pledge. So I was going to do OnlyFans when they when they banned the, the adult content stuff. Well, I mean, some adult content. They left some of it up. Uh, and, and then I wasn't because then they decided to backpedal on that. Now, now I may have to get an OnlyFans, the way that everything is going on social media. But we'll get to that a little bit later on in the program. Okay, so here is the report, Katie Pavlich over at townhall.com. I was just I was just telling everybody, um, I, I want Katie back in town. And I lobbied for years to get Katie to come back for noise. Lobbied for years to get her to come back. Got her, finally. Uh the 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 noise before the pandemic. And she was amazing. She was absolutely amazing to have. Would love to have her back in town. New reporting from the Washington Post detailing the contents of a new book shows General Mark Milley reassured China's People's Liberation Army General, uh, Li Zhaocheng, that he would give the communist country a heads up if President Donald Trump launched an attack in the final months of his presidency, which for the record is nuts because that was never going to happen and nobody even thought that was going to happen. So why this conversation would even take place is bizarre in and of itself. Then again, this is General Milley who said he feared a coup on January 6th. January 6th wasn't a, a 
coup problem. You know what's a coup problem? Afghanistan and then giving a speech a couple of days later where you tell everybody our patience is wearing thin with you peasants and this isn't about your freedom. That's how you get a coup. Anyway, he did so in a series of reported phone calls and reassured Lee that he would stand between Trump and an attack on Chinese assets. Trump never gave any indication that he was going to attack China. Ever. Ever. Friendly reminder, Trump was the anti-war president. (laughs) This is the thing. Trump's actually the most anti-war president that we have had, I, I think, since Eisenhower. Name another one. Go on, I'll wait. I mean, maybe Carter, but that was more because of ineptness. In a pair of secret phone calls, General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, assured the Chinese counterpart of the uh, CCP that the United States would not strike, according to a new book by Washington Post associate editor Bob Woodward. Now, this is the thing. Leftist media, anything that Bob Woodward says is canon and 100% true. Now, he's been proven wrong many times, but according to the leftist media, anything that Bob Woodward puts down in a book is gospel. Which means, according to the leftist ideology in this country, General Mark Milley colluded with an enemy force to stand in the way of of orders of the commander-in-chief should they come down. Sure seems like it could fit 18 USC, doesn't it? Uh, What else? Uh, One call took place on October 30th, 2020, four days before the election that unseated Trump, (laughs) not legitimately, and the other one on January 8, 2021. General Lee, I want to assure you that the American government is stable and everything is going to be okay, Millie told him. We are not going to attack or conduct any kinetic operations against you. Uh-huh. In the book's account, Millie went so far as to pledge that he would alert his counterpart if the U.S. Uh, were to attack, stressing the report that they'd established through back channels. General Lee, you and I have known each other For now, five years, if we're going to attack, I'm going to call you ahead of time. It's not going to be a surprise. Now, I want you, I want to just stop right there. Okay. Obviously, there never was an attack. There was never a plan to attack. It was all nonsense. But you have the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff who has just mutilated an Afghanistan situation. But you have a chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff who told an adversarial commander that even if we were going to attack you, I'm going to call you and completely eliminate any element of surprise that we would have in an initial strike against the Chinese military. Now, I would say that of all of the things that have happened over the many, many years that I've been doing this show, I would say that this is probably the closest to treason that I have ever actually seen. And I'm, I'm talking about politically speaking, okay? Obviously, there have been spies, there have been traitors to their country. And I'm, I'm talking from a political sense here. You have the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff now, China, if we do it, if we do launch an attack, I'm going to call you because you're my buddy, and I'm going to let you know that we're attacking you, so that way you can get your units and, and everything to safety. You can mobilize, and it won't be a surprise. We're not going to, 
We're not going to do what the Japanese did to us during Pearl Harbor. We're not going to we're not going to keep a strategic advantage of surprise. And again, Bob Woodward is reporting this in his new book and everything that Bob Woodward says is gospel according to the left. Where are all of the headlines on CNN and MSNBC about the chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff saying that he's willing to collude with an adversarial nation? Does anybody doubt that the Chinese Communist Party is an adversary to the United States, if not a full-blown enemy? Does anybody doubt that? And yet he says, if we do attack you, we're going to warn you. Can he continue to be the Joint Chiefs, uh, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff or even be in the military? considering he's already said that he would contact the Chinese military and give them a heads up if we were to launch a preemptive strike? Of course not. He should be in prison.